Hello, and welcome to So You Think You Can Rule Persia? The podcast where we rate and review all the kings of Persia from Diochis to Yazdegerd III. I'm Serial, and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Umberto, and my pronouns are he, him. Okay, so welcome to episode 7, which is to say Bardia. Which is going to be interesting because we don't know, is it actually Bardia? Is it not him? What happened? Because he died last episode, which is weird, but then he came back and led a rebellion, so that's even more weird. That is not the norm. I am just, I'm so interested, because we had our previous king, Cambyses. If I remember correctly, he already was afraid that his brother Bardia would take over, and he kind of got talked into it, like, ooh, be careful about this guy, and so he decided to kill them, and so first we were told that he successfully assassinated him through, like, you know, someone else who he sent to kill him. And then we get told, oh, here is Bardia again, and now you have to send a second person to kill him, or, like, to replace him or something. And then there's a rebellion, and Bardia is leading it. So I feel like he died three or four times, he came back, he got replaced by someone else, he... he I, you know, I'm a bit confused. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on with Bardia's life and non-life. <laughs> so, yeah, we have a few versions and we get some fun action scenes out of him. And, yeah, at the end of the episode, we'll get to decide, was Bardia Bardia? Was he an imposter? What was going on? Who knows? Who does? All right, so before we start, I think it's worth just recapping where we are in history. So what did Cambyses do? Yes. In the last episode, Cambyses was the son of Cyrus, mm-hmm. and he essentially built up a bit of the empire, built a fleet, and conquered Egypt. Then Cambyses proceeded to either A, go off the deep end and go full murderous horrible dictator, or mm-hmm. B, rule sensibly and just upset some powerful people that wrote bad things about him. Fair. Whichever. Yeah, we had a lot of points in shocking factor, if I remember correctly. And we did agree that probably most of these was a bit of an exaggeration because the people writing about him really didn't like him. But overall, it didn't seem like he was doing a great job. Also, you know, a tall order coming after Cyrus the Great. But yeah, a bit of a tumultuous reign, although the empire did expand. So there's that. Cambyses was reasonably good, but not very good. I think that's sort of where he lies, which is also why we didn't really give him a shot and shot in the end. Because he's sort of, he's in that middle ground where he's the son of Cyrus, but he's not as good. And he's eh, sort of there. He's he's neither here nor there. (laughs) Sort of there. You know, he appears sometime. (laughs) Yes. But as we mentioned in the previous episode, he kills Bardia, supposedly, according to the mainstream version. But let's just jump into Bardia's version of the story now. Oh, yes. So, who is he? Well, he is the younger son of Cyrus the Great and Mm. younger brother of Cambyses. We're not really sure what year he was born, but a rough estimate can be around 545 BC, mostly based on the fact that we don't really know anything about him earlier, And if he were older, we would probably expect some similar position to the one Cambyses had, Mm -hmm. where Cambyses was king of Babylon for a while. It's weird that Bardia wouldn't have anything of that sort if he was of an appropriate age. Right. So we can assume that he was young enough that Cyrus didn't really give him any official command. We know little about Bardia from before Cyrus' death, but according to Titius, when Cyrus died... Bardia was made satrap of the northern borders of the empire, so the part that borders all the nomadic peoples, and seemed to do a good enough job that we don't hear much from that area. Interesting. So he had some official position that went not terribly. Wait, but when did this part of the region, the uh, nomadic tribes, get annexed to the Persian Empire? Well, that was under Cyrus. So Cyrus didn't really manage to subdue all the steppe peoples when, of course, he yeah, died, he died <laughs> because of that. Yeah. But he managed to get enough. Oh, you know, okay, he managed okay. to get a nice buffer zone 
uh, of control of friendly peoples in the area, and Bardia is apparently the one in charge of taking care of this. Interesting. Weekend. So Cyrus didn't just die in the first battle, but eventually he faced uh, this queen. What was her name? Tomiris. Tomiris, yes. And she brought him to his death, but apparently that wasn't the first tribe he tried to conquer. No, because Cyrus did a lot of campaigning in the east. Okay, okay. That Herodotus says Cyrus campaigned in the east. Yeah, that's Full true. stop. Let's mm-hmm. look at something else. <laughs> so we don't hear much about that, but that area Wasn't, is didn't he roughly mention, under like, control. Ah, yes, he conquered several parts of Asia without more yeah, context, okay? It's just like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, that's helpful, Herodotus. But also an interesting thing about Tijus' version of Bardia is that he calls him Tanyoxarches, okay. which apparently means large-bodied. Oh. And uh, the name Bardia means something like he who is high up. So it might have been some sort of nickname indicating that he was a strong and tall fellow. That's kind of how I imagined him, so, you know. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Perfect intuition. The big dude. So now the story gets very messy after Cyrus dies. So I'm going to go with one version and then I'll give you the other version at the end. So we'll see. So following the traditional version, uh, which is a combination of Herodotus, Tejas, and the Behistun inscription, which is a document that we'll talk about later, but it's commissioned by Darius I, who was the successor of Bardia. Oh, okay, okay. At this point, Cambyses killed Bardia in secret, either before or after going to Egypt, sometime around that time. And depending on the version, some sort of Magian replaced Bardia and took his place, pretending Mm. to be the prince who had been murdered, actually. So the murder can be divided into two different versions. There is the Herodotus version, Mm -hmm. where Bardia was able to draw the bow of the Nubian king, sort of proving his kingship. Mm -hmm. And Cambyses had a dream of of Bardia sitting on his throne, so he sent a man to drown him in the Persian Gulf. Yes. Instead, Tejas shows us a slightly different version, which as usual, shows his dislike for courtiers, where apparently Bardia whipped a Magian for some sort of crime that he had done, at which point the Magian approached Cambyses and told him that, ah, Bardia is planning a revolt. Yes, I've seen his plans. This is 100% foolproof evidence. As proof of this, try to summon Bardia and see that if he doesn't come to you, it's proof that he's trying to make a rebellion. Ah, yes. So, as we saw before, Bardia is called three times. Three times Bardia is busy dealing with the frontier. Mm -hmm. And then when Bardia actually shows up, Cambyses murders him in secret and sets up the Magian, who looked a lot like Bardia, to pretend to be his brother. So, at this point, a few years passed, and uh, we saw Cambyses becoming more and more tyrannical, according to the story. And uh, two of the Magians, the one who was replacing Mm -hmm. Bardia and his brother decided to revolt against Cambyses and take the throne for themselves. Yes. When Cambyses received the news, he said that he'd seen a vision of Bardia sitting on the throne with his head reaching towards heaven, and he lamented that even though he had committed this unforgivable crime of killing his brother, his brother was now here to haunt him nonetheless. Okay, so Cambyses is saying, oh, the ghost of my brother has come from the heavens to haunt me for my crime. Then we have Herodotus' version, in which he also gets replaced at the beginning when he draws the bow and, you know, Cambyses has a prophecy dream. Yeah. He's like, I need to get rid of my brother. Whereas Theseus says Bardia gets killed later when this Magian goes to Cambyses and says, you should call Bardia. If he doesn't come, he is rebelling against you. Is, is yeah, Bardia in this version also... Another Magus? Yes. In Tejas' version, when Cambyses kills Bardia, he replaces him with the Magian who had accused Bardia of treason. Okay, so... coincidentally look like Bardia. So the replacement happens in both versions, only it happens earlier in Herodotus's and later in Tissius's. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so at least they seem to agree in the fact that Bardia got replaced by someone else, which is a weird thing to agree on. 
Yes, and also this agrees with the Behistun inscription by Bardia's successor, Darius. At this point, we have Cambyses bemoaning the fact that, oh, I killed my brother and it didn't even work. Mm. Damn. But fortunately for everybody in the empire, Cambyses accidentally stabs himself and dies. Right. The end. Yay! So the civil war is averted, and Bardia just naturally succeeds as the only other male member of the family. Nice. Wonderful. Seems like it was very well-timed and appropriate. So, you know, no problems. Just chill. Yeah, I promise that he just stabbed himself with the sword because he was kind of clumsy. I totally have nothing to do with it to avoid a civil war. Yeah, exactly. It happens. Bardia then becomes king, and as king of kings, he proclaims the empire free from tribute for three years in celebration of his new reign. Wow. That's a good way to be popular with the populace, as well as maybe a good way to be bankrupt soon. I don't... We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, that could be an issue, to be fair. But the Empire is stable. Who's going to attack us? There's nothing outside of the Empire. (laughs) We own most of the civilized world. That is the Achaemenid Empire. Mm. Okay. Now, this false Bardia, who according to the Behisu inscription is called Gaumata the Magian, mm. reigns for seven months, and everything seems to be going fine. Wait, 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 wait. So, the inscription of Bardia's descendant actually speaks of a replaced Bardia? The important thing to note here is that it's not Bardia's descendant, it's Bardia's successor. <laughs> Ah. Bardia's successor is saying, yes, this guy was an imposter, and it was actually a secret magian who did all this. Oh, okay. I retract from what I said before. This is way more (laughs) interesting. Please continue. Yes, fair. Apologies. So this false Bardia rules for seven months. Well-loved, because, well, nobody's having to pay taxes, so that's fun. Yeah, I would love that. However, after these seven months some of the nobles at the Persian court start to become a bit suspicious of this new Bardia. He isn't really showing up very often. He is hiding around in the palace. This is weird. Hmm, Hmm. I wonder. However, a rich Persian noble called Otanis suspected that something was wrong because Bardia never left his palace and didn't summon any important nobles to see him. He just sent messages back and forth without anybody being able to see the king. Who does that? Which, I mean, it is sort of what Diochis used to do, yeah. but a bit weird. You know, you'd expect at, at least the nobles to see you. without any contact from fellow humans for an <laughs> indefinite period of time. Nonsense. Yes, exactly. Otanius, however, has a way into the palace because his daughter had first married Cambyses and then when Cambyses died, Bardia, mm-hmm. or the false Bardia in the story, inherited Cambyses' harem. Oh, so, okay. That's a thing that happens? Yes, apparently it happens often. It's a thing. So Otanis asks his daughter if her husband is actually Bardia or if he's just some random dude. Mm-hmm. But the daughter said, I don't really know. I'm sorry. I've never seen Bardia before marrying this version, so I can't tell the difference. Is there someone else you could ask? So Atanis then asks Atossa, one of... Yes, I remember. Yes, the important daughter. (laughs) She's finally back. Yes, because she's the daughter of Cyrus and was the sister wife of Cambyses and is now the sister wife of Bardia. Or supposedly Bardia. So if anyone knows if it's an imposter, she'll know. Yeah, she's seen Bardia before. Yeah. But unfortunately, when Otanis goes to ask Atossa, he finds out that she has been sent away to a different palace, and Bardia's only keeping the company of Otani's daughter. Mm. So Otani says, okay, fine, that's that's annoying. How and do I find this out? And yes. not suspicious at all. So Otanis then asks his daughter, you know what, there's a rumor about this suspicious Magian. Because this Magian imposter had his ears cut off as punishment. Whoa, okay. That's, I guess, easier to find out than asking someone who knew Bardia. Yes, this is more straightforward. <laughs> and this Bardia apparently always has long hair that covers ears mm-hmm. or lack thereof. Smart. So Otanis says, 
listen, my daughter, when you're in bed with him, check his ears, see if he has any. If he doesn't, that's the trick. <laughs> see if he has any. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfectly there. And yes, lo and behold, the next night, Otani's daughter feels up the ears of her husband and finds there aren't any. They were cut off. So it has to be the imposter. Terrifying. So Otani's, with this news, gathers up seven Persian nobles, extremely influential families from the region, among which is a certain Darius, who was previously the bodyguard to Cambyses. I remember this person. We talked about him. I have his name in my notes. Very good. We'll have a lot more chance to talk about him. Wonderful. Otanis and his group of nobles decide to plot murder. They are going to take down this imposter and restore the empire to the correct road it's supposed to have. <laughs> and now I, we have two versions. So I'm going to go with Tejas, which is shorter, and then Herodotus is the next one, which is the most fun and cinematic one. Awesome. So according to Tejas, these nobles persuaded the person holding all the keys of the palace to let them in. It's like, hey, we just no. want to talk to the king. Can we go in? It just rolled a really high persuasion check. Yeah, exactly. Like, and hey, do you know who we are? We know the king. He invited us for a party. We swear. Yeah, and are you going to say no to a bunch of influential nobles with knives? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I'd say, yeah, sure, you do you. Bye. So they let them in, and these nobles find... Gaumata the Magian, this imposter lying with a Babylonian concubine in bed. <gasps> Outrageous. And they notice that, ah, look, the ears are gone. This is our man. And when Gaumata sees the attackers, he broke a leg off of a golden stool Ooh. and tried to fight back his attackers. But Fine. they had swords and he had a table leg. Yeah. So well, he was eventually know. cut down by the nobles. At least he tried. Yeah, so this is Tejas' version. But Herodotus gives us more flavor, and it's tasty. Oh, let's go, let's go. So according to Herodotus, the nobles enter the palace without issue because, well, the guards know them. They're, they're the nobles. It's fine. They can yeah. go around the palace grounds. Nothing it's cool. suspicious. Yeah, nothing suspicious about that. Once inside, these nobles were stopped by the court eunuchs who tried to tell them, no, 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 you can't mm. go talk to the king. He explicitly said that he doesn't want anybody to see him. But the nobles decide to take out their swords and start stabbing eunuchs left and right. Oh no. Well, at least the eunuchs did better than the guards. I mean, yeah, they were doing their job, but unfortunately the guards are the ones with swords who could actually help. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry eunuchs. But, fortunately, their screams alert the magians inside that they have to get ready. I thought you said their screens, and I was like, what is this, the 21st century? I was so confused for a moment. Yeah, I'm sorry. they had tiny little tablets that they were carrying around for appointments. And, and someone was went. like, oh, look, in the cameras. <laughs> Somebody sent the king an email, quickly. <laughs> but yes, the screams, with an M, mm -hmm. of uh, the eunuchs alert the magians inside. So Galmata and his brother decide to ready up for battle. Mm. So the brother manages to pick up a nearby spear while Gaumata picks up a bow that he's going to shoot. Perhaps the bow of the Nubian king. So he was king. just hanging out with his brother? Yeah, I mean, they were just in the palace, you know, being okay, alive. Okay. And at this point, the conspirators bust into the room and the brother with the spear stabbed one conspirator in the leg and another one in the eye, Oof. which is pretty hardcore. Good accuracy. Wow. Yeah, that's very good. But unfortunately for the Magian, both of these conspirators survived and managed to back mm. off a little bit until the rest of them could come in and stab this Magian to death. Okay. However, Gaumata, the imposter, mm. who had a bow, couldn't really get a good shot in the small space. So he Fair. fled out into a nearby room and tried to shut the door behind him. But two different nobles, Darius and Gabrius... Oh, nice rhyming names. Like it. Nice matching, yes. Uh, jumped into the chamber, managed to push the door back and enter the room with the imposter. And at this point, Gabrias jumps onto the mage and starts wrestling him to the ground, trying to get a good stab in. But he can't, he can't get it. His mm. uh, weapon is pushed out of his hand. So they keep rolling on the floor, trying to get the better of one or the other. And Darius is standing there in front of the two of them. And he has a spear in his hands, but mm -hmm. he doesn't want to stab his friend. Yeah. So what's he going to do? 
Gabrias sees Darius hesitating and says, Darius, what are you doing? Stab him now. Stab him. <laughs> if we don't stab him, we all die. So stab him now. And Darius says, but if I stab him, I might risk killing you. And Gabrias replies, I don't care. Just stab him. I'm dead anyway if he manages to survive the night. This is bigger than you and me. Yes. So Darius takes his spear and in the dark, he manages to stab through into the mass of bodies. Oof. And as fortune would have it, he manages to catch the false Bardia, Gaumata the Magian, stabs him through the heart, and he is dead. Well, did he kill his friend, though? No. Oh, Fortunately, Gabriel survives, so it's fine. Wonderful. I hope he doesn't become a terrible person in the future. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so, on the 29th of September of 522 BC, the false Bardia is dead, killed by a palace conspiracy. Well, that was quick. Is that all we have? That is all that we have, but, as I mentioned, there is a little bit of doubt around, was this actually an imposter? Because, spoiler alert for the next episode, Darius is going to succeed the throne. Yeah, I knew the name. I knew he was coming. I've heard some people really like him. Yes, many people do indeed, and I do personally. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so the fact is that Darius succeeds Bardia. And Darius is the man who stabbed Bardia. Mm. So he has a clear interest in showing that Bardia was an imposter, while maybe Bardia was actually just the legitimate son of Cyrus. That is fair, because, well, I mean, both versions that we've had do confirm that at some point the real Bardia was replaced by a Magus, but Mm -hmm. they are all versions from some years after the fact, and they might have been influenced by the version that Darius put out there as the official version, right? Yes, so before rating him, I just wanted to go through a few pros and cons of the different theories. So let's do it. Let's see what happens. So on the side of Bardia was actually killed by Cambyses and Mm -hmm. this was an imposter and Darius was justly killing a usurper. Uh We have the fact that all of our ancient sources give the same version. Yes. There is no ancient source that says, oh, there's a rumor that maybe this wasn't so legitimate. And that's weird because it's Herodotus and Tetius. You think that if there was a a tiny little crumb of a rumor about something weird, they wouldn't tell you about it. Hmm. Like Herodotus tells you about the fact that the skulls on a battlefield can be broken whether or not they're Persian. Is he not going to tell you, oh, I heard a juicy rumor about a weird conspiracy? Yeah, of course. That's his whole point, right? That's his style of writing. Yeah, that's his deal. And also, beyond that, Herodotus is writing in a time period where the Greeks and the Achaemenid Empire are coming into conflict. And he would have an interest as a Greek to insinuate that maybe Darius isn't as legitimate as he says. That's fair. Is Herodotus contemporary to any of the kings we have covered so far? We're getting close to Herodotus. We don't really know precise biographical details, but he lives through at least a little bit of the reign of Darius. Okay, okay. So he would actually have somewhat of a reason to do this. Not just as in, oh, the ancient history of the Achaemenid Empire, but more like, oh, this guy who is basically saying the big bad you all remember from like half a generation ago, that person. Yeah. So it makes sense that he would have interest in uh, showing that actually yes. Bardia was actually there. So these are a few elements. Another one is that Bardia also exempts everybody from tribute for three years. Mm-hmm. Which sounds a lot like a usurper trying to make sure everyone likes him and doesn't question yeah. it too much. Saying, Shh, it's okay, you don't have to worry about anything. You're not going to have to pay taxes for three years, just Especially don't look too much since- into it. Bardia, I feel like, would have already been liked by the people because Cambyses wasn't doing that great. And also, he drew the bow of the Nubian kingdom. Like, he had this omen of, like, I pulled Excalibur out of the sword. I feel like that would make him popular with the people. Yeah, so if he was actually that popular and the son of Cyrus and all Mm -hmm. that, why does he need to make sure people like him with this extra tax thing? Yeah. That's a bit weird and suspicious. Strange. So those are the pros in the camp of, uh, yes, Bardia was actually an imposter. Bardia actually died 
under Cambyses, and this was an imposter. Instead, on the side of Bardia was actually alive all along, and Darius is a conniving usurper, mm -hmm. is the fact that, based on the hard historical evidence that we have, Cambyses didn't seem to be especially cruel or mad as he's portrayed in the sources. Right. All the sources we have from Egypt generally see Cambyses being respectful of the local population and acting roughly in the mold of Cyrus. What do you mean? He didn't stab the bull? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the historical record, we have that he just made a very nice sarcophagus for the bull when it died of natural causes. Unbelievable. Yeah, so it's weird that there's this dissonance between what we're told about Cambyses and what we see about Cambyses. And therefore this applies to Bardia and his death. Yeah, so this applies to the murder of Bardia. So yeah. did he actually commit this murder? Because he doesn't look that mad and tyrannical based mm. on some evidence. So that's weird. Interesting. And next we have the fact that how similar did this Magian actually look like Bardia? How close did they actually resemble themselves? Yeah, that was always kind of iffy to me. Because it's a really strong coincidence to find a guy in government that looks exactly like the king and can just replace him. Yeah, without just, you know, looking for him outside throughout the empire. Yeah, it wasn't that they made a census of everyone in the empire to find the person that was closest to Bardia in appearance. It was just this magian that was at court happened to look exactly like Bardia. Yeah, and yes, I get it. it. Information is not so widespread. You don't get photographs of people. Like, normal people on the street wouldn't know what Bardia looked like. But everyone in court, everyone who has seen him grow up, you know, just be part of the government, like, someone must have known. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, his sister is around. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. He is married to his sister. She would probably know. <laughs> she would know the difference. Kind yeah, of seeing expect. someone every day. So those are some weird elements. And then the last one is that after Bardia is murdered, massive rebellions spring up throughout the empire. Ooh. So he was loved. So that feels more like he was actually loved and believed to be actually legitimate. Hmm. And this to be a usurpation. Interesting. So these are a bit of the different elements that you have in favor of each version. And, well, finally, we also have that most of the sources are based on Darius telling us the story. I was very confused and intrigued at the fact that not one, but two sources, at least, talked about Bardia being replaced by someone else because it is the kind of story that like if you tell it to me when we're doing Cambyses's episode and you're like ah yes there's this one source where they say this happened it's like the kind of story that I would most certainly just put as legend or as you know just a story someone made a story Herodotus is making up like some interesting juicy content for us to read because it sounds really far-fetched. Like, come on, people didn't really kill someone then replace it with someone else who looked like them. Like, does that happen ever? That is, you know, kind of like, oh, come on, I can't believe this is a thing. Like, it makes for a cool story, but I don't know how much of it I can't believe. But then, not one, but three different sources, at least, that we have looked into, coincide in the fact that, yes, at some point, whether it was before or after, they're not very clear on it, but Bardia was for sure replaced and the person who got to the throne and who was killed was not the legitimate Bardia. This happened. But, but, here's the thing. That makes it sound way more believable. So it makes me doubt if it actually happened or not. But then you have the fact of, oh, well, Darius killed Bardia or whoever this person was calling themselves Bardia. And he usurped, or he got to the throne, and therefore wanted to look legitimate. So if these versions were all made after Darius had risen to power, then I can see the bias again. I can see why these versions are the way they are, and that makes me believe them less. I really doubt that Bardia 
was killed and replaced by someone else in Cambyses's reign. Especially because not even the stories can seem to be able to get it straight when this happened and who replaced him. Yeah, that makes sense. I also agree with the fact that I don't believe that Bardia was killed and replaced. I believe that Bardia was the correct heir all along. Yeah. And that Darius and the nobles just executed a very efficient palace coup and managed to cover also, up the history also, well enough. I don't usually read ahead, right? Like, I don't usually have any <laughs> idea what is going on. But we had a lovely interview with a friend recently where she talked about how much she likes Darius and how schemy he is and how manipulative and how just obtuse and contorted and just, you know, weaving a story for his own benefit. And so this would not be out of place as something that Darius would do to consolidate his own claim to the throne. So I am going to say, yeah, I am team Bardia did not get replaced by anybody. I don't think that happened. So I think we fall on the same side of the argument where Bardia was actually trying to rule as king for a while, but then yeah. unfortunately was murdered by nobles. Yes. And also this sort of works with my crack theory, where since Darius was actually the bodyguard of Cambyses, maybe he had a hand in that. We don't yes. know. Maybe he accidentally coated Cambyses' sword in poison. Yeah, maybe that he pushed happen. him. And then a little cut just happened. Whoops. Sorry, my bad. I'm sure you'll be fine in a couple days. <laughs> yeah, I'll be all right. So there we go. So having concluded that Bardia actually was Bardia, let's rate him. I like him. He's like a good boy. I'm really sad that his <laughs> reign was really short and the, the, filled with mystery because it's been muddled by history. Okay, so our first category is final moments. How cool slash interesting was his death? He that... had multiple deaths, which is yes. excellent. More ratings. Oh, goodness. I, I was just about to raid the actual, like, final death we have just seen, and I had completely <laughs> forgotten that, yes, technically he died, like, three times. That's oh. perfect. You have so much to raid on. Right, where do we start? Well, looking at the Cambyses deaths, one of which he was stabbed directly by his brother. Terrible. Yes. Another time he was drowned by a Magian in the Persian Gulf. Sad. And then we have the two versions during his reign, where one, he died swinging with a table leg, trying to fight off his aggressors. Uh, you know, scary. And another time, he had a bow, realized it was two close quarters, and so he tried wrestling one guy, but eventually got stabbed. Yeah. So I quite like these. There's a lot of variety. It's yeah, a bit of juicy. Everything. What is your... Also, how many people do you get that have like four different deaths? Yeah, I, mean, I feel like on. that should give him extra points. That is pretty good. I mean, there is this one Russian prince that died and came back three times, which was Whoa. interesting. But yes, That's cool. hopefully Tsar Power will tell us about it in a while. But we'll <laughs> we shall listen. So what are you going for for final moments? I'm aiming quite high, honestly. I Yeah, I think this might be one of the coolest deaths because it's four different ones and they're all just so weird and <laughs> muddled and covered in mystery and yeah interesting um i'd say probably an eight an eight okay i was actually trying to think of reasons why not a 10 yeah <laughs> uh well, i think because then the deaths themselves are not that impressive as in like what is happening don't get me wrong i feel like getting swarmed by a bunch of seven nobles trying to stab you is kind of cool and just like you being in the palace and like oh no they're coming ah just fumbling to defend yourself that is <laughs> kind of cool but the deaths themselves are not that impressive yeah i feel like if all the deaths were combined into one then yes being drowned by your brother in the persian gulf while seven nobles try and stab you yes I'm here <laughs> that would for be it. overkill no pun intended <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, I think nine, though. I'm still very impressed. I like that we get this whole action scene in Herodotus yes. about, oh, the nobles come in. Oh, one takes a bow, one takes a spear. Ah, the spear guy's dead. Ah, let's roll around. That ah, no, Darius needs to stab someone. You know what? You're making me go up to a nine. I like this. Why nice. not? If anyone's going to get that high points in death, it has to be Bardia. 
Yeah, he did such a good job at dying. (laughs) (laughs) Over and over and over. (laughs) Um, All right, so 9 and 9, that's a 9 out of 10 for final moments. Excellent. Next category is battle hardness. How good was he at fighting? Eh. I mean, the only thing I could give him here is fighting for his life at the very end. Because besides that, he didn't really do any commanding of armies. Well, wasn't he in the north, you know, taking care of the Nobat tribes? Like, wasn't that why he couldn't answer to Cambyses? I mean, sort of, but we don't really get anybody telling us, oh, he was on a campaign fighting the nomads. He was just sitting there keeping an eye on them. Mm. We have no details whatsoever. That is fair. Yeah, I guess a two, because he wasn't useless. Or a one. Two? Yeah, I was more in one territory. Cause... Yeah, maybe a, a one. I just want to be kind to him. But it's <laughs> fair that we didn't get any details. So, like, I'm sorry, Bardia. You know, next time, live longer and conquer something. If you yeah. want points in battle hardness. It's easy. Why aren't you doing this? All right. So with one and one battle hardness, he gets two points out of 20. Next category is scheminess, which is interesting <laughs> for Bardia because... Well, if he was an imposter, then that's a great job. Congratulations. Exactly, yes. If he wasn't an imposter, eh, you got murdered because you didn't re- realize there was a plot. Not great scheming. So, yeah. I feel like giving him a few token points for the fact that maybe he was an imposter and did all this stuff. Mm. But... Since I don't believe it, it's not going to be many points. That is fair, yeah. It would be a really different rating if I did believe it more truly. Hmm. Well, if we go with the story of this Magus who said to Cambyses, hey, you know what you can do to test the trust of your brother. You should ask him to come over. And if he doesn't, then blah, blah, blah. And like, if that's the person we're talking about... He would definitely get more points. Yeah, that's great scheming, of course. That's brilliant. But we agreed that we don't believe that's true. Yes, I'm leaning more towards good boy Bardia. (laughs) So I would say just because of all the ambiguity regarding him and the fact that he might have had a hand in, you know, if he was replaced, then this person might have plotted to get where they are. I think I'll give him a token, like, three yeah, I sort of agree with the token, roughly three. Let me think about it. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you a lot today, but I think that a token three for is, <laughs> is, is a good. Uh, <laughs> I think it, yeah, token three is fair. So we can go three and three for scheminess, which gives us a total of six out of twenty. Yeah, not bad. Next category is shock factor. So how shocking was he? What terrible, terrible things did he do? And here, Bardia didn't really do much to shock us. Well, he married his sister. Fair enough. But he sort of picked up the tradition Cambyses started by just marrying his sister. So that's a bit weird. But besides that, he didn't do much that is shocking. He was just... Doing his own thing, really. <laughs> Didn't do much else. I don't know if there's anything that stood out to you among in the story, but I feel like I'm aiming for, like, a one for marrying his sister, but... Uh, it wouldn't have been that shocking. I don't know, like... I mean, it obviously was kind it of shocking. shocking. It is shocking nowadays, but... I, I mean, yes, I mean, yeah. I guess I agree. But considering that Cambyses was, in theory, the first person to marry his sister... According to Herodotus, at least. Yes. It's No, 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 weird. no. Wait, 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 wait. I yes. take it all back. How <laughs> are you not shocked at this person who died three times and who may or may not have been replaced <laughs> by someone else and who could draw the Nubian bow and who just stopped taxes for three years for the people and who created this whole plot because people liked him so much that the usurper needed to put a story out there? I don't know. I just don't feel like that's his shock factor. What? I feel like then that's Darius. Oh, come I feel on. like it's Darius. Whose episode is this? <laughs> I know, but I feel like 
Pardia didn't really do much. Of shocking himself. I feel like shocking things happen around him, but he isn't the active participant. The Excalibur moment, though. That was cool. I guess, but is that... That's uh, what prompted this whole thing to happen. I guess. You can give him points if you like, but I'm not crazy. I'm going to give him a token one for the sister. I will go up to... Two. Too. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yay, we made a different decision. Hooray. Yeah, so in total, he gets a 3 out of 20 for shock factor. Next category is Aaron Shine. How good was he for the Empire? Eh. What, did anything change? Apart from Not you much, know, the, the, the taxes thing? I don't know. Yeah, he exempted people for taxes for like the seven months that he was ruling. It was meant to be three years, but he died early. Ugh, heck. He started a civil war with Cambyses, and it only ended because Cambyses died accidentally. Yeah. And then Bardia just. I mean, things did didn't a... go wrong, though. Like, we cannot. I award mean, he got murdered points, and usurped. So... They can't have gone very well. No, 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 but Ehrenstein related, you know. Sure, no, I know, but if a bunch of nobles are conspiring to come and murder you, you're not. Uh... You're clearly not leading it into a new golden age. That is fair. But we need to give some points. Because we don't give negative points when things go wrong, so... No, of course, but... Eh. What did he really contribute to the Empire? If oh, you had much. a cantaloupe instead of Ardia ruling for those seven <laughs> months, would it have been different? <laughs> My cantaloupe? <laughs> My cantaloupe. Uh, yeah, that is fair. But I can't give zero, because the Empire didn't go to sh- I was trying really hard not to curse, but... <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it kind of does. Because <laughs> the thing is, and this is just with my foreknowledge, just to give you a hint into the first five minutes of the next episode, after Bardia is murdered, the Empire is on fire. Ooh. Everything goes wrong. Really? Yes. Okay. And, well, I mean, again, it's not Bardia directly causing it, but... It is his death that sort of causes everything to go awry. So I think I'm going to just have to give him a zero because he was either A, irrelevant, or B, bad enough that he caused the Empire to burst into flames. Because mm. I feel like an irrelevant king should get a zero in Aaronshine anyway because he didn't contribute anything to the Empire. That's fair. I'm still giving him a one because things didn't get completely terrible while he was ruling. For those seven months, the Empire didn't collapse, which is fair enough. So, together we get a 1 out of 20 for Aaron Shine, which is currently our lowest score. Good job. Hey. He didn't have that much time, to be fair. Like... That's true. He is the shortest ruler that we've had so far. Yep, next category is Face of Faces. And we have the portrait that Darius makes of him in his... Grand Behistun inscription where he talks about that time he overthrew the usurper, Bardia. So, do you want to get a sketch out and then we will see what he actually looked like? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so Serial has sent me their drawing of Bardia. Huzzah! So describe it to you and then you can see it on the website when the episode releases. So we have a man in a very nice robe. I like it. Very elaborate. Very fancy. Mm-hmm. And he has a nice noble beard. Good beard. Good mustache. Good eyebrows. Strong. Thank you. And then one of those nice Persian hats that they have in all the sculptures, which is neat. Cause yeah, I find hats. got some reference <laughs> instead of making everything up. But the coolest part of the drawing is that there are several bardias behind the front bardia and there's a question mark on his hat and one of the bardias has a cross eyes because he's dead and the other ones are slightly more concerned looking and there are many question marks around and there's and one of them doesn't have ears one of them doesn't have ears oh i didn't notice that that's excellent i love it that's very good yes the one <laughs> i've been right paying attention very nice nice i appreciate it and there are Sound lines that say ominous noises, ominous noises, which is probably yes. something like <laughs> ominous noises. 
<laughs> so let's see how close you got with the actual portrait of Bardia that we get from Darius's inscription at Behistun, which I really love. It doesn't exactly have speech bubbles, but it feels close to it to me. Because over Ooh. Bardia's head, there's an inscription that says, I am Gaumata the Magian. I lied saying I am Bardia, son of Cyrus. Oh, I see. Hmm. You know, very subtle accusation. I see. I must say, I deviated a little bit from my vision that was in my head, but I felt <laughs> that this could represent Bardia better. It is quite good. I like it. Okay, let me show you the small version and the large version. Okay, so this Ooh. little figure here is Bardia. Yes. Hello. And so over here, this is the larger base to an inscription with Darius mm. and a series of people that we'll meet next episode, among which is Bardia. Oh. Which is here. Okay. This fellow here. So if you will describe and uh, see how close well. or distant you were. Honestly, not that bad. It's a figure in profile with... I don't know if it's a hat or just a hair that goes down to, like, the call it hair. I'm shoulders. Not, yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell from... Because the, the um, carving is a little bit eroded and I, I can't really see the texture. Yeah, that's what you get for two and a half thousand years of erosion. Yeah, it's a figure in profile with a beard, so we agree on that. And not much detail but I, i'd say it kind of matches just long hair and a beard i feel like yeah i think it sure. works out reasonably close but uh, yeah unfortunately we don't really have much this is the only one that we have and this is oh, officially sad. the portrait of gaumata magian who is yes telling so us technically that not and feeling very bad about it the yes. look-alike i really like that it's a portrait with the sole purpose of delegitimizing this person, this Bardia, whether he was or not, you know. That's really cool storytelling. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole series of portraits. We'll see in Darius's episode who is on this carving, Ooh. but it's really cool. There's a lot of people on there that we're... I mean, that for. is the thing, though, right? Like, if you get to write history, you get to make it whatever you want and write it from whatever point of view, so... That, uh, yeah, exactly. That's kind of the point. I think I would give this portrait, just because of the circumstances in which it was done, probably a six. It's kind of cool. A six? Okay. I'm uh, not as impressed, mostly, because it's... May I point out, it's also not contemporary. So, you know, almost... I mean, it's roughly contemporary. contemporary. Yeah, I mean, for the contemporary factor, I'm giving it, like, a five... I'm actually going to go for a four. First of all, because oh. it's not him displaying himself yes it's contemporary yes. but it's someone yes. else that's what i meant you know showing him and i give him points because it's contemporary but it's not very detailed and it's not exactly Bardia showing himself to us it's just someone doing that so yeah i'm gonna go for four for face of faces how about you, you know what you've made me reconsider i think i'll do a five okay very well Still like it though cool portrait yeah, cool way nice. of going into history not really good for Bardia himself, but you know. Not much was good for Bardia himself. <laughs> that is fair. Okay, and that gives us in total a 2.3 out of 5 for Face of Faces. And our final category is lengthiness, which is how long did he rule? Well, he ruled for about seven months and then oh. was murdered. Oh, sad. Kind of sad, yes. So yeah, overall that gives us... With a, just dividing the years by 10, it gives us 0 0.058 points of lengthiness, which is not mm. very much at all. Sorry, Bardia. Yeah. Which all leads us to the final score, which is 23.3 out of 100. How do you think he did yeah. compared to the other kings? I mean, he didn't really get to do much. I feel like he would have been a good leader. He would have been a good king, and if he had got the opportunity, things might have gone nicely but he got killed four times and then that was it yeah i mean based on the little evidence we have he didn't seem terrible but yeah, yeah. so with this 23.3 he is the lowest rated king of kings even behind priorities because well that is fair but they didn't really fight or scheme very Last much for too long as a king and yeah. yeah scheminess or shock factor wasn't very long any anyway yeah and he didn't contribute much to the empire so uh, sorry, also he is dear. our first ruler who ruled less than one year oh yeah that's true and cambyses was the first ruler i just noticed that ruled less than 20 years which is 
really impressive for all yeah. these kings, my goodness. We're starting strong. Yeah. Can't wait for the downfall. It'll take a while. We still have some golden age to go through. Okay, good, it's good. Fine. But yeah, this brings us to the final question. Was Bardia interesting enough, fascinating enough, enjoyable enough, and mysterious enough to be called a Shahanshah? Or is he just a Shahanshah? <laughs> you know, the stories yeah. are cool, but I feel like they're going to contribute more to Darius than to Bardia. I don't think I would bring it up if I weren't talking about Darius. Yeah, I think Bardia sort of falls into the Astyages camp where the story is mostly yes. not about him. It's mostly about that everyone else. Yeah. And then he is the useful piece that knits things together. Bardia's just mm-hmm. there to connect Cambyses to Darius. And yeah. So I think without too many regrets, we can just say that Bardia is a Shahanna. Sorry. You can go ask Cambyses why he killed you or why he didn't. You can explain. You can be together. It'll be fun. (laughs) (laughs) That will be not an awkward reunion at all. Yeah, it's going to be okay, you know. If he didn't murder you, he has no reason to worry. And if he did murder you, well, you already came back once. He's probably not going to be surprised a second time. (laughs) That's fair. So that's it for today. Thank you for joining us for episode 7, Bardia. Woohoo! But stay tuned for next time, which is going to be very exciting and very intriguing because our next king is going to be Darius I, also known as Darius the Great. <gasps> yes! Which is going to be a lot of fun stuff going on. And by what I've heard, very different from Cyrus the Great. Yes, they are two greats, but very different style in government, which I'm Excellent. very excited for. It's going to be very cool, and yeah, look forward to meeting Darius. And we get to meet the Greeks for the first time under Darius. So finally, <gasps> these barbarians to the west get to come in contact with our glorious, beautiful empire. Mm. I don't like them already. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, savages. They don't even wear pants. What do you think they can do? Ugh. Terrible. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to the episode. Hope you had fun. As always, you can find some interesting stuff on the show notes and on our webpage. And you can contact us in social media at Ranking Persia on Twitter and on Facebook. We'll see you next week for the next episode. And until then, take care. Goodbye. Take care. <laughs>